Hey, it's Monique. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 124. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. And I also love to bring on guests to share their experiences as far as overall wellness and vegan entrepreneurship, because of course, this is so much more than food. This is truly a lifestyle. So I love to bring all of those different topics on the show. Be sure to come follow me on Instagram. I'm at Brown Vegan over there and let me know what you think of the show. And yes, I hope everything is going well in your world. Thank you so much for tuning in. On the show today, I have Whitney, who is a certified holistic nutritionist. And I just love this conversation. We actually recorded this back in December. And since then, I could not wait for you guys to listen because I think she gives so many practical tips on how to just start carving out the type of life that you want, you know, after 2020. And I feel like even 2021, so far this year has been like, like that meme says, I feel like 2020 just put on a new wig and came back as 2021. I swear, like <laughs> this year has been, I feel like some some parts of it has been a repeat of last year. And so it's good for her to, I'm so glad that Whitney comes on and just share some ways for us to just start to carve out the life that we deserve, you know, to get some more peace in our lives. And so that's what we talk about in this conversation. The first part of the chat is Whitney sharing how she was healing, how she was able to heal herself with plants and some tips on how to start a vegan journey. And then we move into talking about daily routines as far as things that you can do during the day to just strengthen your life. We talk about morning routines, night routines, affirmations, meditation, yoga, eating well, social media breaks. And just overall, I feel like this conversation was about affordable self-care, like some of the things that you can do for free or just a little bit of money to start to have more peace and joy and self-love and all of the things that we need to start living our best lives. And so I think that this is so timely because we recorded this in December and I knew that it would go live in February. And this is, I think, the perfect time of year. It's always a good time of year to reevaluate our lives. But I think as we move into February, that this is just a a great way for us to start the month, to start thinking about some of the things that we can do to make improvements. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. You can make sure that you follow Whitney at Eat Plants Prosper on Instagram. And I'll also make sure that I'll link everything that we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com. She has some yoga classes, coaching sessions, nutrition help, whatever you need. (laughs) She is a great resource for you. I just think that she's a great person inside and out. And I'm just so thankful that she decided to come on the show and drop these gems for you guys. Without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with Whitney. So I like to call myself an accidental vegan. I did not have the intentions of, you know, setting out to, you know, be vegan, you know, for love of the animals or, you know, for the betterment of the planet. Those things came later. I became vegan for health. I was sick all the time, constantly since as far back as I can remember, I started getting migraines when I was seven years old, had no idea what they were. I did never forget. I was at a sleepover and just had, you know, just, you know, a migraine, a full on migraine so much so that, you know, I, I threw up and they called my mom and I was devastated because I didn't want to go home, but I had never experienced the pain. I didn't know like <laughs> what was happening to me. And then from then on, I got them really frequently, you know, a a couple of times a month. That just became something that I lived with. I always had like a cold or a flu or a stomach bug. If you, you know, someone was sick within like a hundred mile radius of me, like I'm guaranteed to catch it and be sick. 
in and out of doctor's offices my whole life on antibiotics. I would go to the urgent care and they'd be like, oh, hey, how are you? How you doing? Like, greet me because they knew me so well. And I'm like, you know, this, this is not what I wanted to be known for, but that's how I got used to living my life. I just was like, you know, I just don't, my immune system. I used to joke that I had the immune system of a newborn baby. Like I used to literally make that joke. And then in 2018, I got the flu. And if anybody has really had the real flu, you know, like that thing took me out for like two plus weeks. Mm -hmm. And then I got a sinus infection right after having the flu. And so I was sick for like, you know, a month, more than a month straight and just down in the bed and like on antibiotics. And I was like, I can't, like, I literally can't live like this anymore. I didn't want to you know, spend any more time missing out on my life. I have two children. And so, you know, I knew I wasn't as available and active as I wanted to be, you know, in their lives or my own. And so I started researching, you know, like how to naturally boost your immune system, right? Because I have been on all these antibiotics all these years and clearly, you know, that wasn't doing it. The millions of trips to the doctor's office (laughs) wasn't doing it. So I wanted to know like how to you know, naturally boost your immune system. So everything that I was reading was saying that my plant-based diet was the way to, you know, naturally increase your immune system among so many other benefits. And so I'm like, well, what is that? You know, I don't even know like what that is. And so, you know, started to come to understand that it meant, you know, that you are minimizing animal products and you're eating primarily plants. So, you know, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, beans. And so I was like, I don't know about that. I mean, I grew up in the Midwest and I mean, we ate meat and potatoes every single day. Like there was not a day that went by that I did not have meat, you know, really three meals a day, right? Like I grew up like eating ice cream and loving it. And I drank milk and I'm someone that liked how milk tastes. And so I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I can make that work. But then I remembered how I felt during the Daniel fast, which I have participated in every year with my church since 2006 and started to, you know, understand how well my body felt when I was doing that, which is really a primarily plant-based diet. And you're really clean eating. You're not eating processed food and sugar, you know, or refined grains. You're eating, you know, really clean. And so I was like, well, maybe let me give it a try. Let me just see how I feel and see if I don't get sick, right? That was a determining factor. Like, can I stay well during this time? Can, you know, mm-hmm. and... So Monique, I went and I I did 21 days. I did a 21 day Daniel fast. And then because, you know, I kept reading about how it takes 90 days to make a lifestyle change. I was like, I want to do a full 90 days. And I did the 90 days and I felt amazing, like unbelievably amazing. I didn't get sick at all. Did not go to the doctor's office or urgent care. Not one time. I wasn't on anyone's antibiotics. I was sleeping better. My skin was glowing. I lost weight. You know, I had more energy than I had in years and years and years. And so it was just undeniable. It was like, okay, either feel terrible, be sick all the time and, you know, go back to the way you were eating or, you know, continue down this path. And so I haven't looked back since. And I am so grateful that I did because it then became my purpose. God really revealed to me like, you know, this is where you're, why you're here. You're going to share this with others, the benefits of how nutrition can really be transformational and getting people optimally well. And that's how Eat Plants and Prosper was started. And um, it's been such a true honor to be able to share the gift of nutrition with Whoever will listen. 
That's crazy how you had like so much that happened to you growing up and then you were able to make that transition. That's it's incredible because a lot of people are, like you saying, suffering and they don't even know why. They don't even know that this is an option for them. So you got to tell me like though, during that 90 days, what in the world were you eating, Whitney? Because I always want to know. I always want to know those early days what people did because I know that that <laughs> could be the ultimate struggle in the beginning. So like, what were you doing? It was such a struggle. It was such a struggle. And I, really quick, I do want to say, though, that along my journey, the Brown Vegan podcast has meant so much to me because it linked me to my community and seeing other people that look like me that are living this lifestyle, which you just don't see. We are very underrepresented in this community. And so I am like so honored to be a guest on the sh- on the podcast and just wanted to share that this show really really made this lifestyle doable for me. Oh wow, thank you. I'm going to tell you I'm a, I'm going to jump in cuz I know we're off track, but I have to tell you when we talked what was that a couple of weeks ago? I was mm-hmm. having a day where I was really doubting myself. Like what are you doing? Like what the hell is happening? Like what what is this going to look like for 2021 for you? Like what is life? Just having one of those days and we got on the phone to do like our pre-interview. And it was such an amazing, you like, you really poured into me and it was just incredible because you didn't know I was having a bad day. You were just, we were just talking like normal and you like really poured into me. So I just want to thank you as well. I'm so glad that the podcast helped you, but I feel like you helped me as well. And I appreciate that. Oh, man, my heart (laughs) smile just then. I got to be able to pay back just a little bit of what you have done because I'm telling you, I just, it really made this whole thing doable. So I appreciate you so much. And the work you are doing is super valuable. So sorry, I had to get off track, but I- No, it's fine. This is great. Thank you. you Yeah, this is definitely a part of my story and my journey. And so I wanted to share that part. But no, it was, it was, Monique, I mean, it was a struggle bus because I am like, it was like unlearning everything that you have learned because you, right? Like you learn to, like you're seasoning your vegetables with meat. Like that's, that's how I was, yes, that's how you're raised. Like you you have green beans and greens and cabbage, like on Sunday dinner or whatever, like it has meat in it. And so it was like, how do I make these foods taste good? Because the one thing I knew about myself is that I have always loved to cook. I consider myself a foodie. And so I knew that I was not about to eat boiled broccoli for the rest of my life and make this work. Like this was not going to, the food had to taste good. And so it was really figuring out how to take recipes that I have grown up eating and loving and to make them plant-based and to veganize them. And that has kind of been my lane because I knew that the food had to taste good. And so those early days, there was a lot of food that did not taste good. There were a lot of recipes that were like, uh, like what, what happened here? Like, you know, as it was a lot of mistakes of like, okay, you think you can go somewhere and have something to eat there. And then you get there and you're like, there's not absolutely nothing that I can eat on, you know, this whole entire menu. So it's like learning to make those improvising, and, you know, not just eating French fries all the time everywhere you go, because you know that that is something that is, you know, that is vegan and is available for you to eat. And so it was really a huge learning curve. I mean, there was a lot of challenges along the way. It definitely wasn't easy, but the more that you, like like with anything, the more that you do it and put it into practice, the easier it starts to become. And so as I got closer to the end of that 90 days, I felt so confident in my ability to keep going and make this a real lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like it's it's crazy because I think that people 
90 days, I think, is a perfect goal, actually, because mm-hmm. I think 30, maybe 30 is probably OK, but it may be a little too short to make you because there's so many, like you said, things that happen, so many barriers. And it was early days that if you don't give yourself enough time, it's so easy to quit. But if you do 90 days, it's like, OK, it's uh, so much trial and error, but then you can also see some of the growth, some of the progress in that 90 days. So I like that time frame. That's a good good measure of whether or not this is something that you could do. And like you said, you felt better after. So that's always a plus. Right. Um, because that's what the goal was. So what are some of the things that you would recommend for somebody that's brand new? Like, what would you recommend that they do to get started? Because your episode will probably go live in February. And I know at that time, it'll be like 30 days into the new year, 30, 40 days in. And people probably are kind of second guessing, like, is this for me? Like, is this something that I can do? So outside of telling them to do 90 days, do you recommend anything else that someone in the beginning should do? Yeah, I think one of the big things is kind of like start where you are because you get this idea in your head that, you know, you got to go all in or nothing, right? And it's like, that is a quick way to fail (laughs) because, you know, everybody can't go cold turkey and jump into this lifestyle. Everybody may not reach going all the way vegan, right? Like that's also like a realistic, you know, unrealistic to expect that that be the goal for everyone. So wherever you are in your journey, just take one step in being healthier. And so maybe that just looks like, you know, you're starting with one meal that's plant-based a day or even a week, right? Or a day a week where you're plant-based and then working your way up. But just wherever you are, kind of take that first step into the healthier version of yourself that you want to see, because we have ideals in our head, but sometimes they seem unobtainable because we're not, you know, thinking that you can break these things up into steps and have little, you know, mini goals instead of trying to, you know, look at the daunting task of reaching whatever end goal you're trying to. So I would definitely say just kind of start where you are, take that first step in making yourself healthier and it'll make all the difference because then you, you know, take that first step and it's easier to do the second, the third and the fourth from there. Mm -hmm. Could you build on that, that momentum for sure? Because I know for me, I was a vegetarian first mm-hmm. and actually, let me start, wait, I was a vegan for like two weeks in the beginning. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess I'll be a vegetarian. So I did that for a couple of years and then I transitioned to vegan after that. So, I mean, and that's another thing too, is like slippery as heck. Like when you first started, maybe like this crazy roller coaster ride and then you'll settle into what works for you. And that's, I really believe in giving p- people permission to do that. Just like you give people permission to decide, you know, where they're going to be in this. It doesn't have to be all or nothing because it it really is not one size fits all. At least for me, it's not. <laughs> no, and I agree with you. I mean, I was the same. I was pescatarian for 15 months. Like, I mean, for me, like everybody says like, oh, the dairy is hard for them to give up. But for me, it was the fish. It, right? Right? <laughs> Seafood. I was like, it was so difficult, you know, for me to. And so it took me 15 months to get to that space. And then, you know, I decided to go ahead and be vegan from there. But, you know, my thing is that just try to eat healthier, try to eat most mostly plants, you know, and whatever that looks like for you, you know, then make that make it your own. But like you said, it's not one size fit all. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Whitney, one of the reasons I really wanted you on the podcast is I want to talk about mental health and just overall wellness more on this show. And so I know that you are really big in like yoga and meditation and positive affirmations. So I really want us to go ahead and dive into those areas so that we can give people tips on how to just live their best life and how to feel better, especially as we 
are coming out of the crazy 2020. Mm. <laughs> it's crazy here. <laughs> and I, we, I feel like we all need some of that. Because like we were saying before, before we recorded, I feel like 2020 was like three years in one. Like when I look at stuff from January 2020, I'm like, damn, that happened in 2020. I thought this happened <laughs> three years ago, you know? So I want to kind of start off by talking about routines. Like some of the things that we can do in our daily routines to make us feel better as we go into our day. So let's start Let's start talking about morning routines. Like what are some of those recommendations that you have to make things a little easier as we embrace 2021, whatever that has for us to come? Yeah, I think 2020 really exposed the need for us to do a lot of inner work, right? And how important that is. And so a big part of that is how you start your day. And I always am saying and, you know, posting, you know, on IG that how you start start your morning matters because it sets the tone for your whole day. And so if you are immediately waking up and then picking up your phone and you're scrolling through IG and you're seeing, you know, a lot of things that are not positive or, you know, just start playing the comparison game between you and other people or whatever have you, you are starting your day off in a way that is not most beneficial to you. But if you start your morning routine with something like meditation and really stilling and quieting your mind and, you know, getting yourself connected and grounded, it really, you know, opens up a new level of positivity for your day. And so I definitely recommend just filling yourself with positivity at the onset of your day. So before you even get out the bed and your feet hit the floor, like fill your cup up so that you're able to pour into others and be a ray of light and, and, and positivity for yourself and those around you. And so for me, meditation is a great way to do that. Prayer is a great way to do that. Anything that is allowing you to connect your mind, body, and spirit. And so, you know, I think yoga, you know, or body movement in general. So for me, yoga is going to be my choice of like moving my body in the morning. But I mean, you know, any type of exercise or wellness routine in terms of getting some physical activity, something that's nourishing your spirit, your soul, and your mind as well. And so I always say meditation, yoga, and affirmations for me is just like my morning routine that just really allows for me to fill myself up. And you know what I mean? Start off the day in such a positive way that, you know, really shifts the energy moving forward throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting better at the doing the affirmations. That's something that I have struggled with over the years, but I think it's just so, so important, like saying certain things over and over again. So do you have any favorite ones that you go to? Yes, I have a whole list of go-to ones. But one of the things that has helped me for this year is, you know, I am divinely guided at all times. I always know exactly what to do. And it really just helps, I think, with the trust of your life path, your purpose and your journey and kind of reinforcing that I'm safe, protected and provided for was another one that I really go to this year where things are very insecure and feel very in flux. What are some of my other favorite ones? I, um, I vibrate love. I vibrate peace. I am divine light. Everything that belongs in my life is making its way towards me right now. Rhea, right? So some of those type of things you know, where energy flows, wherever my intention goes. So that's just a reminder too that, you know, you can focus on the negative and that's the energy that you'll get from that. Or you can, you know, really focus your mind on the good things and and that is what will, you know, attract itself to you. So, you know, I think 
those past positive affirmations are so important because they really do help you overcome negative thoughts and self-sabotage, which a lot of us, you know, including myself, suffer through. And they have been Mm -hmm. a huge relief for me from anxiety that I was suffering from, you know, and just replacing those thoughts with things that are, are positive. And then, you know, a lot of the I am statements are some of my favorites too. I am light. I am love. I am peace. I am joy. Because whatever you put behind that I am is, is super powerful. You know, you're calling that into your life. And so those I am statements that are very short for people that, you know, are just getting started with affirmations, I think are amazing as well to really uplift your spirits and, you know, start to create some new thought patterns for yourself. Yes, yes. I love all of that. I do. So what about meditation? I feel like it's so weird. Like I'll have times where I feel like I'm doing it right or I do it, you know, I'm doing it quote unquote right. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I know that is no such thing, but I feel like I do the best when I go to the river and I sit and mm-hmm. let the like the current kind of just guide me. And it's just incredible. And I feel like I get the best results when I do it that way. But what recommendations do you have as far as meditation, as far as someone getting a practice going for themselves? And I love that you said that, Monique, because I think a lot of it is self-awareness, right? Like knowing yourself and what resonates with you. And so one of the things you can do, because right, it's probably, it's, it's cold, right? Right where you are, it's winter. It's <laughs> you probably can't get out there to the river, but you can play some river Sounds, you know, there are lots of apps that provide, you know, meditation music that includes sounds that you would hear if you were near a river. And that might be something that helped you get into the, the, what you feel when you're by, you're out there in nature. I would just tell people to, you know, just again, it's kind of kind of one of those things. Just get started. Just try five minutes, right? Because it's it's very difficult. We do not live in a society that encourages us to slow down. And so our minds are moving at breakneck speeds all of the time. And so it is, it can be very hard to kind of quiet your mind. So if you just start with the five minute practice of just sitting still and and listening to your breath, you know, closing your eyes and just listening to your breath, just to calm and relax yourself. That is just such a great place to start. And once you feel how peaceful, just breathing and being still can be, you know, it'll enable you to kind of go for longer periods of time. I think the goal is just to practice, right? Like it's awesome if you med- you meditate for an hour. That's that's amazing. But everybody can't do that all the time. Everybody can't get there or isn't there yet. And so it is really just the practice of of trying to incorporate it in your daily routine that will allow you to find the peace that you're looking for within. And so just get started five minutes a day. Quiet your mind. Quiet you know your environment, the room that you're in. If you can't do that, you know, put some headphones on. And there are plenty of meditation music apps available for free I and mean, on you know, music on YouTube that you can listen to just to help you quiet down. But I really feel like the, the practice is the goal. Mm, I love it, girl. Love it with me. <laughs> this is like so helpful. It's Monique hopping in to thank Forger Project for sponsoring this episode of the show. So Forger is a family-owned and operated brand that offers 100% dairy-free yogurts, milk, buttery spreads, sour cream, all of the products that we love that usually contain dairy, they make it better and healthier by offering a plant-based alternative. 
One of the main things that I love about Forager is that all of their products, the main ingredient that they have is cashews. I think it's a great choice because they're not only creamy, but they're delicious as a base for any product. So I absolutely love their yogurts. Um, blueberry yogurt or their strawberry is usually my go-to. I also love their probiotic cashew milk yogurt, which is drinkable. It's so good. Uh, I've been enjoying the mango one lately. And their sour cream is great on burritos and tacos. I just think that Forager makes it so easy to transition to more plant-based options when it comes to the dairy products that we do not need. So because you are a podcast listener of mine, I appreciate that. Forager is offering a limited time coupon for a free cup of yogurt. All you have to do is go to foragerproject.com slash cultivate health and enter your email. They'll send out that coupon right to you. Once again, that's foragerproject.com slash cultivate health. And while you're on the website, be sure to check out hundreds of delicious and easy to make dairy-free recipes that they have right on the site. Once you get your free cup of yogurt, be sure to tag me on Instagram to let me know what you think. And yeah, thank you so much again for Forager for supporting the show. What about yoga though? Because that's another one where... Uh, you know, okay. So overall, I overthink everything. Okay, I overanalyze the hell out of everything, right? So yoga, I feel like, especially when it's because I used to do classes, and then even when it's on YouTube, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm so caught up in the poses and what I'm supposed to be doing right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I really don't. I'm not relaxed. I'm anxious. It makes me even more anxious. Only time I feel like. I'm getting a little bit of relief is at the end. You know how kind of at the end is like the wind down yeah. kind of time. Uh-huh. Other than that, I feel anxious the whole time because I'm so caught up in the poses. So what do you recommend <laughs> for people who are like all over the place in their head like me? That's such a perfect metaphor for life too, Monique, though. Like we get so caught up in, are we doing it right? That we can't even like enjoy whatever the experiences that we're supposed to be right getting like so I just love that you said that because it's so true and I used to definitely be in that space again it is so what I love about yoga is all about self-discovery it is all about the journey there's a famous quote in an ancient Hindu scriptures the Bhagavad Gita that says yoga is the journey of the self through the self to the self and it's it's so true because it really is about self-discovery and learning how those asanas, the breathing and the movement, the poses can lead you to really connecting mind, body and spirit and then living a better life off of the mat. And so we get so caught up in focusing on like getting our bodies into the actual postures, which can be extremely frustrating, right? If if you're you're not doing them the way that you would like to, that we forget that, you know, that is the lesson. Yeah, (laughs) That's the lesson. That is the, right? It's the lesson. And so really when you get on the mat, the goal is that connection between, you know, mind, body, and spirit, that connection to your your soul, your authentic self, and really revealing and releasing what no longer serves and picking up what what does serve that you want to carry forward. And so when you get on the mat, you know, if you're experiencing frustration, there's some go deeper, right? There's something deeper 
you know, underneath that. And so I would say, again, it's the practice of it, right? We want to do things. We The microwave society situation, we want to do things for 30 seconds and want it to be finished and complete and perfect, right? And so it's like, no, all of these things that we're talking about is are, are, are practices. Like they are really require you to give of yourself so that you can reap the benefits of them. And so yoga is no different than that. I would just say, keep trying. It is totally worth it. There are so many physical reasons why it's amazing. But once you get past that and and really experience truly what yoga is about and those mental and spiritual and emotional benefits are are worth the practice and the energy spent. So that I feel like I'm a broken record because I just keep saying it, but it is, it is the practice. It is the practice of these things that yeah. makes it, yeah. So I know we're focusing on this most, we're going to get into like the, the nighttime routine, some of the things that we should do to get, prepare ourselves for the next day. But let me ask you this. Do you feel like yoga, meditation, and all of that has to be a part of our routine? Is that something that we should have to do? Or c- can we incorporate other things if we don't feel comfortable with that? I know that we, we mentioned, of course, that you know how you talked about it was being a practice for everything that we've talked about. But do you feel like you have to do all of those things in the morning or are there some other things that we should consider doing if we don't feel like that's something we that's meant for us? If that makes sense. I don't even know. <laughs> it does make sense. No, it totally makes sense because again, right. It's not a one size fit all. Like I do. I don't. So if yoga is not your thing, like, you know, just find some type of body movement, right? Like whatever that looks like, you know, that could be getting on your Peloton bike or, you know, going for a walk in nature, you know, which I also really love to do. It could be hitting the gym and, you know, lifting and, you know, whatever it is to move your body and honor your temple. I think that that is the goal, right? So yoga is definitely, I wish everybody was a yogi, just like I wish everyone was vegan, right? (laughs) But like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's not for everybody. It's just not for everyone. There are people find value in the things that resonate with them. And I think self-awareness and knowing yourself and finding out what it is that brings you peace. So that that also strengthens your your body is is what you should go for. Now the meditation, I do think that it's just super beneficial, and what that yes. looks like for you again can be different, right? For me, you know, I love to do it in the morning, but there, you know, I know people that like you know meditate at night, you know, and so you know maybe it's a nighttime meditation, and maybe in the morning you're journaling instead, right? Any time that you're spending releasing emotions in healthy ways and spending time grounding yourself, I think is the goal. So it doesn't matter what that looks like. Mm-mm. I love that. I love it. And I feel like the affirmations, that's something that you can't skip. You got to include that one. <laughs> got to do that, right? You got to speak life into yourself. Like you, you, you have to do it because then you're not looking for it from other people. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So let's get into the nighttime routine. Some of the things that you like to do at night and some recommendations that you have for us. Yes. Yeah, so definitely a nighttime routine for me. I love journaling at night. So for me, that's my like go-to. And, and really it is like a reflection of the day, like celebrating like the wins from the day. So, you know, giving gratitude for what has happened throughout the day and, and also reflecting on the lessons from the day has been super helpful for me. So even on days that feel quote unquote bad, like there's something that you learn that you can carry forward. So what is that thing? You know, writing those things down, expressing those things has been super helpful. Also, also it helps me go to sleep. I know too, for yes. me, like, it, cause I got to let that stuff out because I will, I'm like a hamster on a wheel all <laughs> night. <gonna> just go. <laughs> so I love that one. That's a good one. Right. And I like to hear, I love hearing you say that because it's so true because if we don't release 
the, you know, whatever we've picked up that we, sh- you know, sh- don't need to carry with us, you know, into the, the following days. It's like, you know, yes, it can cause, you know, a lack of sleep and stress and anxiety. So you don't rest as well if you don't release those things. So I love that you said that. I also like reading. Reading is really good at night. So reading for just even a few minutes before bedtime. So, you know, turn off the devices and those blue rays, those blue lights from the devices are terrible for you for actually getting some good sleep. So, and I'm, I'm trying to get better at this, but turn the devices off and, you know, try reading at night and really reading something positive for me has been so helpful. Like anything positive to fill your cup before bedtime so that you're not starting in a, at a deficit in the morning is just really essential, I think, for really getting a good night's sleep and being able to tackle the day. And then I also like to fall asleep to meditation music or do a brief meditation exercise before bedtime, you know, and again, this could just be something that's like five minutes or 10 minutes at tops to really just clear your mind from whatever has transpired over the day, you know, get yourself a good night's sleep. I like that because um, meditation for me, when I do try to do it at home and then I'm not at the river, nighttime is always the best for me. Because mm-hmm. if I try to do it in the morning, girl, I'm going back to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <man. laughs> I understand. <laughs> it can be five minutes. It doesn't matter. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> so I think, yeah, I love that you mentioned it at night. So this is like, this is so important. These different ways that you talked about us setting ourselves up for a productive morning and a relaxing, you know, kind of wind down night. So what are some of the things you recommend us do during the day? I know, I feel like, of course, you're going to talk about food (laughs) during the day to help us, you know, have good positive energy throughout the day. So I'm so glad that you brought up food because this is like obviously a major part of this for me, you know, before bedtime, I do want to mention that, you know, eating too close to bedtime and eating something super heavy at night, you know, you're not going to be able to get the best sleep that you possibly should. So um, I would definitely consider that too, as part of your your nighttime routine. But yeah, throughout the day, I mean, filling your body up and fueling your body with high vibrational food. And what I mean by high vibrational food is just that, like food that is going to give you a lot of good energy. So that being fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, all the plants, right? All of them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and filling, filling your body with those things so that you can have energy to make it through your day productively is so important. So one of the things that I love to tell people is to try to eat fruit and fruit in the morning to help really get your digestive system up and running very well. And then trying to make lunch your heaviest meal of the day just in terms of your body is still, you know, moving around and you're functioning. So if you make that the heaviest meal of your day and then your dinner a little bit lighter, you're going to feel better throughout. But I just would say, you know, making sure that you're you're doing that and, and eating, right? Like just actually eating something because we will starve ourselves because we're so busy on our computers and in meetings and not having prepared anything for, you know, to eat. And so we end up not eating anything until 5 p.m. And then we can't make a decision that is healthy for our bodies because we're just like, whatever we see, we're going for it. Right. And so Mm -hmm. just really practicing that self-care of like, I'm going to make sure that I eat. I'm going to make sure that I eat, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, have something available to me or some healthy snacks that I can just grab, you know, through the midst of my day, I think is super important. And then I would say that one of the things I love that I started doing is just really playing like meditation music or like soothing, relaxing tones throughout my day as I'm working. And I have noticed such a positive impact that that has on my mental well-being. And so when I see a stressful email, 
I don't automatically go into like, you know, the mode that I would go in because I'm just more in a zen state of mind after having that morning routine and then kind of carrying that flow throughout the throughout the day. And so if I feel some negative thoughts coming up, I will go ahead and repeat some affirmations to myself to alleviate those thoughts and replace those thoughts and train my mind that, you know, this is how we think, not that. Right. And so just whatever you can do, taking time to breathe throughout the day, you know, and when I say breathe, I mean like, you know, really inhaling deeply and then exhaling deeply a few times, being mindful of doing that a couple of times a day really makes the, a big difference. These are small things, Monique, that are not, they don't cost a lot of money. It's not expensive. It's not something that you, right? That's unattainable. These are things right. that, you know, anyone can incorporate throughout their day to really help them maintain peace and keep their mental health intact. What what app are you using for that during the day as far as the music? There is this meditation music. It's on YouTube. It is three hours long. I need to look it up for you. And okay. It's three hours long. And so it like it plays all day long. It's so soothing. And like I said, it's free. So you can just mm-hmm. literally go to YouTube and I play. It's like a balancing your chakras, like sound, you know, sounds playing. And it's just a beautiful music that just really, for whatever reason, I just feel so relaxed as I'm listening to it. I'm more productive and focused. And so I'll, I'll send that to you. But yeah, any meditation yes, music playlist. Yeah. It's so it's been literally game changing for me. And like my friends, like, will laugh because if I'm like leaving them a message, like they hear it in the background, they're just like, <laughs> you know, they're like, I love the music. Yeah, <laughs> yes, this music. Like that's so relaxing. But I've got people like, what's that music? I would like, what is that? Let me let me listen to that as well because it just really does something very simple like that. You're controlling your environment and, and what you're intaking. It really can make all the difference in the world. I agree. And, you know, I want to kind of talk about the social media Mm. aspect of it as well, because I have been really I've been doing this, thinking about this for years and years and going back and forth about it. But I really want to get to the point where I'm not on social media a whole lot Mm -hmm. in 2021. Like I'm there, but I'm not there, if that makes sense. Like I post and I, you know, know, check up on the people as I log in. But then after that, I'm done. So I know that, you know, like you said, starting off in the morning, you don't want to be on social media. You want to put your phone to bed at night when you go to bed kind of thing so that you can get the best sleep. But mm-hmm. what do you recommend during the day for that then? Like, how do you do you because I know sometimes I'm to the point now where I'm deleting Instagram for a few hours and then I'll come back, which I think I mean, I want to get to the point where I'm deleting it for the day. Mm-hmm. But for now, I'm just deleting it for a few hours at a time. So what do you recommend as far as making sure that you're getting you're being productive during the day. Cause what I noticed for myself, especially this year when we were on, well, for 2020 being locked down, Mm -hmm. I was on social media so much Whitney. Mm -hmm. Like I could not believe how much I was consuming social media. So like what recommendations do you have for that? I think I'm so glad you said that first of all, because I think it's such a larger societal issue and that, you know, we like, it's like the elephant in the room, you know, right? It's like this huge thing we keep trying to sweep under the rug that I, it really is creating a lot of problems mentally, you know, and emotionally and spiritually as well for us, mm-hmm. you know, as well. And so I think it's hard for people that are um, influencers like yourself and myself, who yes. uh, it's part of our business to kind of be online because we're trying to service people, right? That That's the, right. So there's really a good aspect of it for us because we're really trying to help as many people as possible, but then we get, you know, it's so easy to get caught up like in, in trying to 
you know, like you just start scrolling. Like, you know what I mean? You're on there. Girl, like, <laughs> scrolling and before you know it, it's like, have I been on here for an hour and a half? An hour is gone. And you're like, what? What? <laughs> right? And I could have I went grocery shopping. I could have prepared a meal. Yes. I could have took a nap. Like, what are you doing? Yes. And I literally got nothing out of it though, right? Like I literally, like nope. that's the thing. So one of the things that I would suggest, and there's actually a few things. The first thing is turn the notifications off for everything like yeah. that is even social not even social media the other apps too that are it's on your phone everything yes yep. all of it turn them off because when you start to see that they're there then that's when you go down the rabbit hole so that's one but two another thing that i started doing was over flooding my feed with positivity so mm-hmm. i'm following accounts that are super duper positive and really like thought-provoking and helping me spiritually and mentally and emotionally. And so when I do, when I am going down my feed, that is what I am seeing. So that also, that that is a lot more helpful than what I had going on in the past, right? So at least that when I am looking at it, it is majority positivity. But you, you know, this is where the discipline comes in. We have to be mindful about where we're spending our time. And people always want to talk about nutrition and what we're consuming physically, but your diet, and what you consume is also important in all aspects of your life. So what are you reading? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you looking at? And so we need to really be mindful about how much time we are spending online and setting that time for, you know, time frame that we're comfortable with. For me, it's like, okay, 30 minutes a day, that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's enough. So how do I want to divide that up? Is that 15 minutes? in the morning and then 15 minutes, you know, at night, you know, and when I say morning, I mean, after you've done all of your, right, all of your morning routine, like not first thing in the morning, but like how, like whatever the time frame is you're comfortable with, you know, really sticking yourself to that and, you know, setting that, setting that time frame and, and allowing your phone to go ahead and cut you on off. When it's time for you to get off, because otherwise it's, it's very addicting. It is addicting to be on there. Yeah. We know this, and so if you wouldn't allow yourself to be addicted to other things, it's like okay, we know that this has you know a lot of negative consequences, and we have to have self discipline to say, you know, I, I'm in control of how much time I'm going to spend here, and yes. allowing yourself to really stick to that and moving on, and then you'll become less addicted. And then, like you like you said, we'll, we'll be to the point where it's like okay. We're on here for five minutes to post whatever we need to, and we're hopping on off, like, mm-hmm. and we'll be fine with that. So, you know, it's really in, enabling ourselves and empowering ourselves to be disciplined. Yeah, it is. It's a process. And for me, it's like finding something to make sure that I'm doing outside of that. Yes. So, like you mentioned, the reading, like something, I got, got like several new books, mm-hmm. reading, decluttering. Yes. <laughs> planning, doing some work so that I can really go to the next level in my brand and my business. So I'm looking at it like that, like replacing it with something else opposed to just feeling like I'm not on there. So what am I going to do now? And then I'll end up back on there. Right. And <laughs> I, I think, don't want to do that. So yeah. And I think the verbiage is I, I'm choosing not to be on there. Right. It was like, I'm, yes. like, you know what I mean? You're making just it. Just like y'all choose not to eat meat. It's the same thing. Yes. I choose not to yes. I do whatever I want, but I choose not to. Right. That kind of thing. Exactly. And I love that replacing it with something that is more fulfilling to you and more beneficial to you and growing you. And so, yeah, I love that. Yes, yes. Whitney, I'm telling you, this has been such an amazing experience. I'm so glad that you decided to come on the show to share your expertise with us. Before we wrap up, let us know, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to come coach with you, follow your Instagram? Let us know what the next step is for people who want to get to know more about you and work with you. Yes, absolutely. As we talk about not being on social media, please follow me on Instagram. (laughs) 
Yeah, when you all have, yeah, when you go on Instagram for thirty minutes, make yes. sure you go check out what Whitney's yes. doing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Follow me on IG at Eat Plants Prosper. Also on Facebook at Eat Plants and Prosper. My website is eatplantsandprosper.com. So definitely check that out and subscribe to the blog for you know just a lot of, of good content in terms of healthy eating, but also just what we've been talking about, you know, how to incorporate mind, body, spirit, and emotional and social health as well. Yes, health coaching services, I, I love it. And 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 if you have reson anything that we've talked about today resonated with you, you would know that the health coaching is not just going to be about what you eat, right? We're also going to be making sure that you're good mentally, spiritually. And emotionally as well. So those services are available on my website as well. I have meal plans and also just drop some really dope merch as well. All available on my website. And if you are interested in yoga and wanting some classes that are approachable and fun and have dope playlists because, I mean, music is life. So yes, (laughs) come take a yoga class with me. And that's also available on my website as well. Um, Virtually, you you can do you know, practice yoga from your own home, which I think is such a great way to get started. So yeah, join me in in that too. Thank you so much again, Whitney. I really like, I, you want me to come to Atlanta. I know we can't travel for a yes. little bit, but when I come to Atlanta, I would love for us to connect. I just really appreciate everything that you poured into us in this episode. And I look forward to us connecting very soon. Yes, same here. Yes, we definitely will get up when you come to Atlanta. I can't wait. And thank you so much. It is really an honor to be on this. This show means a lot. So thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. All of the show notes will be at brownvegan.com. So check those out. Also, let me know what you thought of this episode. Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle over there is at brownvegan. Have a great day and I will talk to you next week. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.